good morning to you. You're listening to Brunch with me, Sadia, as Noreen is um, off today and tomorrow. Now, my next guest in the studio is, is Dr. Wang Dan. She's the Associate Professor of the Faculty of Education Academic Unit of Social Context and Policies of Education at HKU. Dr. Wang's research expertise includes rural education and rural development in China. Last year, the China Rural Education Literature uh, database was launched and today Dr. Wang is here to tell me a little bit more about it. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sadia. Thank you very much for the invitation. Well, um, it's very unexpected, but I'm very happy about this um, interest in this rural education literature database. As you know, rural issues are not, you know, fancy, sexy, um, <laughs> like uh, attractive topics for Hong Kongers. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I'm very happy you noticed this database. That's fantastic. Um, um, you yes. actually launched the database last year, I think it was around this time in, de well, in December last year. So now tell me exactly what is the database all about? It is a collection of the uh, research literature on the topic of China's rural education. So China has, has running has been running a massive educational system, but the rural education parts uh, fall behind the urban education system for decades or maybe for perennial, or for a very very long time. Mm -hmm. It has attracted some attention, but the research in this field has been quite dispersed and not really. What we I mean for academics, we think. We need a collection of the data of, of the literature in order to craft the field. Mm -hmm. So I had this idea of collecting these uh, the literature uh, to, um, to how to say to assemble maybe all the scholars and students interested in this topic together. So we could on the one hand overview what has been done, and on the other hand we could chart the path for the future. So that was the basic intention. So it's been, it takes about one year and a half uh, for me and my team members to do this with the support, very generous mm -hmm. support uh, from my faculty and from Tingabing Foundation. Uh, Tingabing had uh, funded um, a fund to the faculty and the faculty was also unexpectedly chose this topic. Mm -hmm. I was very happy and surprised. As I said, rural education was not a hot topic in, in Hong Kong or in our faculty. So, so exactly what are, what is the problem? I mean, in, in terms of rural education, what, what are the kids missing out on or what is the gap there that needs to be fulfilled, you know, to be addressed? There are two layers of the problems on surface. It is the problem of lacking the opportunity for social mobility. Mm -hmm. It happens to all the marginalized population or poor population all over the world. In the US, in Europe, anywhere, you find the poor people attending the poor schools, cared by the maybe lower quality teachers and their schools are not, um, facilities are poor, etc. So they do lack the opportunity for upward mobility. They don't have the equal chance of attending maybe higher education. Therefore, their prospects on the job market would, would, would um, fare um, less well, we would say. That's the surface part. For many of these industrial world or post-industrial world, 
because rural or agricultural part was very, very tiny and minimal.、Mm -hmm. So that population or rural education still there is a problem there, but it's not so noticeable. But for China, the the deeper problem is the persistent need and demand for agriculture. We have such a massive population. We can't expect that such a population could be fed by only imports of mm -hmm. food. Mm -hmm. So homegrown of food is necessary. Therefore, it requires a very big chunk of the population to get involved in agricultural production. Therefore, the countryside will exist forever, and that population will stay at a large size. We wouldn't say forever, but for a very long time, we would say. Therefore, rural education will last for a very long time.、Mm -hmm. Then, such a gap or a lack of opportunity would become a perennial problem for the country, and not only for those children per se, but also for the agricultural production, for the food security of the country, for the entire development. Actually, you could imagine if China has shrinked its Um, it's rural population or agricultural population to like five percent, as in the U.S. or two percent, as in Hong Kong.、Mm. <laughs> It must be a disaster for the rest of the world.、Mm. So that couldn't happen. So it's almost like a cycle that you know, given the information that you get from the database, and using that then to create the cycle where you are churning out more people with that expertise, with that knowledge, to be able to support that agriculture, but. But through expertise and professional knowledge, right? Is that what you want exactly. to instill? Exactly, exactly. So by collecting this literature database, we would like to. Well, in the literature database, we found that majority of the literature focused on the surface part, on、mm -hmm. the surface problem, increasing, improving the opportunity to move the rural children to urban areas.、Mm -hmm. So therefore, they could enjoy a better chance for upward mo mobility. But for the deeper Part of the problem that only worsen the rural、yeah. situation. You can imagine the population is gone, right? The young, the strong, the、uh, well-educated,、mm -hmm. <laughs> they no longer stay in the rural area. So we want to bring people's attention by collecting of this database and say we need a new path. Mm. We need a new orientation. That must be quite challenging because I suppose if you're looking at young people and their education, the attraction is always that I want to move to the big city and I want to do this. So, how do you overcome that problem about making the rural thing much more sexy, as you said, something that appeals to them? How? What are the challenges you face?、Um, challenge. Well, there is opportunity as well as challenges.、Mm -hmm. The opportunity is. The Chinese government has realized the fundamental importance of the countryside. Therefore, in the past years, they have been launching a huge project called Rural Revitalization Project. Lots of money has been invested in that. However, policy-wise, I think for education, the government has a contradictive contradiction in its policy. So, it has to shift the focus from a city-oriented. Educational system to a much more local-oriented、mm. educational system、mm -hmm. to a, a tailor to the local needs and a tailor to the rural demands. On the one hand, people would have the doubt: rural, you know, countryside is poor. My, my, I brought my child to the countryside together with me, and the only impression he had for the country people is that they are poor.、Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness!、Um, aside of being poor and 
and the poverty, etc. We also need to let people find the merit, the uh, goodness of the countryside. On the one hand, people there are very nice, na nature-wise, very beautiful. On the other hand, the most important thing is doing agriculture is not a low-tech, unattractive job. So it's very much uh, almost like an awareness and a PR campaign that you have to really, uh, I suppose it's about education. It's about showing that, you know, the agriculture side there is an appeal there and there is expertise involved there. So how has it been taken? I mean, from the database and the, and the information that you're gathering, you know, have you got now steps as to what, how, you know, have you got stages as to what you're going to do next in terms of getting people on board? Um, I'm a researcher. So for me, the immediate step, of course, is to shift, as I say, the shift, the focus of the sure, research sure. instead of doing more research on how to improve the the, the, the students' grades, tests, <laughs> get into universities, leave the countryside. I'm interested in doing research on how to bring the rural lifestyle, bring the agriculture and bring technology, advanced technology for new kind of agriculture into the educational system. Mm -hmm. So to change a little bit of the curriculum, maybe not a little bit, a huge mm -hmm. part of that, the, the curriculum to let the children understand the merit, the attractiveness of their own hometown of agri of agriculture and in understand that the new technology actually is much needed it's very exciting i mean actually it's it's very exciting just seeing those changes that are taking place in agriculture for it to appeal certainly on the tech side to young people to say hey this is a whole new world out there so now how is the government addressing these issues are they supporting that are they quite happy to go forward and make some of those changes they actually do. In the new round of the curriculum reform, not reform, they changed the documents and the guidelines every couple of years. So the new version was last year. It has a lot of parts in stressing the uh, practice part. So it no longer book learning, no longer rote learning, etc. So practical things. Yeah, a mm. lot of hands-on activities. In particular, there was a new subject called labor education. Maybe it sounds a little weird. It's it's not kind of like a do-it-yourself like kind of uh, thing in the U.S., but it's really trying to encourage students or schools to involve more real-life work. So in some places, there are experiments like large experiment, large scale experiments of to involve students to understand agriculture. So the, the access could be to understand food, for mm, instance, because mm. agriculture is very much involved with the food production. So understand food, understand history of food, understand the process of producing the food, the food chain production and sale. So it it's it is integrated with math with Chinese, with poems, with dancing, yeah. with chemistry. So it's so a lifestyle <laughs> thing. It is about your own life. But, but that is something that is very much kind of popular these days, isn't it? People are looking at where our food is coming from, the sustainability element, you know, the supply chain. So this is very much a with it subject, isn't it? So there should be no problems about introducing it. How, um, how do the kids, how do the families in these areas um, react to this? Is it something that they are warm to? Not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> That's one of the challenges. Okay. Yes, you're right. I mean, for lots of these city people, urban people, sustainability issues are really common yeah, issues kind of we thing. all accept. Exactly. So we, we don't see any problems. 
putting them into the curriculum. But actually for educational system, which is in many times quite conservative, mm -hmm. sustainability or we, we call education for sustainable development is not implemented in full or at all in many of the countries, including China. So therefore, for the parents of those rural children, um, I guess their focus is still on pushing their kids leaving the mm -hmm. countryside. Yeah. So one of the the great challenges nowadays is the loss of the rural students to the urban schools mm -hmm. in the in the past because of the population were poor so that restricted their movement they didn't they couldn't have the resources to afford the urban schools the urban living now they are richer so they could take their children leave the rural schools and went to the countryside, I'm sorry, went to the county or even larger cities, enroll their kids there. Some of the kids are still very young, so they need an adult to take care of them. That is a popular popular uh, trend we call the phenomenon rural educational migration, mm -hmm. or in China we call that peidu, which is called meaning, literally means study with the adults in a company. Mm -hmm. So a child leaves the countryside, and the goes to then, an adult yeah. then, then what you, you know that for the past decades, rural population has already lost a lot to the, to the cities because of the migrant workers. Yeah. So the young and the strong were already gone. And now the women are gone, children are gone, Sometimes the elderly people are also gone because the grandpa and grandma are also taking mm, care of the children. Gosh, that's quite a major, <laughs> you know, shift in in movement, isn't it, in terms of people going and, and, and the agriculture thing where it's such a lifeline that you need that. Um, are there kind of like um, incentives? Are you Do you have something in mind that maybe, you know, you offer a certain incentives for people to stay? Is that something that you're considering? that you could address with the government that they have some incentives to be able to stay in that rural area and then teach the children? The government has has been making effort to not necessarily keep the children staying there, but to improve the schools in the rural areas. Mm -hmm. So by that means, they, they expect the children could stay in the rural area instead of going to urban schools if the quality gap has been narrowed. However, that's also quite challenging because as you say, nobody wants to stay there. Teachers don't, don't want to go there either. So it's a, it's a big issue for rural staffing, mm -hmm. rural school staffing. So young teachers, graduates are reluctant to go down. If they go down, they are reluctant to stay for long. So that's also a problem. Gosh, and there's a lot there. And it must be very expensive if you're going to um, urban areas and you want to settle with your children. Um, that must be an incredibly expensive thing to do considering if you stayed back at home and just carried on um, doing the work that you do and getting the education for your child, that would certainly be better, wouldn't it? Um, how expensive it really depends on your your um, financial situation. Yeah, yeah. We did the research and roughly calculated for one child with a family or an adult in a county, not really Beijing, Shanghai, in a county, which is the four tier city or four fifth tier city in China. The average annual cost is about 20,000 RMB. Mm -hmm. per child. Mm -hmm. For If they are lower in the urban area, we call town or township, that cost is about 12,000 RMB. And by the way, 
for rural for the rural population, their annual income is about one thousand per person. Uh, that's already quite high. Many、mm-hmm. times it's only one、mm-hmm. thousand. I'm sorry, ten thousand per family in a year. If、mm-hmm. only by agriculture, of course they have to. They have to complement the agricultural income with the income of migrant、mm-hmm. worker. Mm-hmm. Migrant work in the cities,、mm-hmm. so that is mainly the financial resources for such ed- educational migration. The migrant workers, one person, one parent, work in the city, send the remittances, send back the remittances. Yeah. Yeah. Then the money used on education for the child again in city. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's it's quite a difficult one. So now you know here you are. You've got this database. You've got some great information coming in. You know where you want to go. What are the next steps? What are you going to do? And how do you see the future? Can you see changes taking place now,、um, in terms of just people's opinions and views? It is actually the 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 scholars are trying to echo the government's、um, intention and trying to find a way out. But from what I see, I feel there is a huge need and urgent needs of interdisciplinary discussion. In education, people are so much focusing only on education, subjects, testing, teacher quality, etc. There is very little concern about the, the, all the topics we're talking today: agricultural development, local communities, etc. So I think there there needs there, the immediate step. I think there is a need for interdisciplinary this discussion from maybe rural development scholars with. And the、uh, rural education scholar, as、uh, um, education researchers,、mm-hmm. so. Not really solving the problem, well, but it's one step forward. Well, you're doing some fantastic work, Dr. Wang.、Um, thank you so much for your time at the moment, and I wish you luck. And I, I hope that you can come back and tell us more about how things are going as things progress. Thank you very much. You're welcome.、Um, the last part, maybe a minor, not really minor, important thing. I just、uh-huh. want to remind all the audience: if you are interested in our database. Um, please just search in the Google China Rural Education Literature Database, and that will lead you there. Brilliant! Thank you ever so much. All right. Thank you very much, Sadia.